0: Anime Pulse episode 500.
1: I'm Ichigo. I'm Red, and I'm Rio. <laughs> Welcome back to
0: another episode of Anime Pulse. Slightly different, though.
2: Yeah. Can Just you can tad. you hear it? Can you hear that voice?
0: What's the difference? I don't know. Who is this person? It's been too long. Yes, that's this is our our
1: our our founding father, as it were, our Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Abraham Lincoln was a little after the Founding Fathers, my dude.
0: Four score and 12 years ago. Wait a minute, that'd be like 92 years. Um, 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, so I read and uh, and yo shot me an email and said, Hey, we're doing a big episode. Do you want to come on as a guest? And I said, Sure, why not? It's been like, well, two and a half years, apparently, as we did the math.
1: Yeah, it's uh, been been a while, and a lot has changed, and a lot hasn't
0: changed. Yeah, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Isn't that what they say? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think something like that.
0: So now that you're the, the boss of the show, Red, what's on the agenda for today?
1: Well, I think we can do more of a generality show, um, and uh, we could kick things off first with maybe just uh, going over what's been going on with you. I'm sure our listeners would love to know what the... Uh, what Ichigo, the man himself, has been up to these past couple years.
0: All right. Well, uh, it's, yeah, it's, once we figured it out, it was probably around October of 2014 was my last show, or somewhere in that area. Um, so since then, in, in the last couple of years, uh, we had a third and final child. Um, so now I've got three kids aged almost five, uh, three, and one and a half, um, uh, which, as you might imagine, keeps us plenty busy. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> not a lot of time to do much other than work and you know childcare. Um, although I have, uh, I, I kind of stopped doing my kendo practicing uh, because the times just kind of stopped working with the kids and everything. Um, but what I was able to pick up in in uh, as, as kind of a replacement, kind of a once a month thing, is I started doing uh, airsoft, which. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with the term, is, uh basically uh, 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 air-driven BB guns, uh, which Japan invented back in the 80s and has apparently started getting unpopular in the U.S., I guess. But uh, the cool thing is that since Japan doesn't have guns, all their airsoft guns, all their BB guns, are one-to-one replicas, basically. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so... Yeah, it is pretty neat. No orange tips or anything.
1: Yeah, that that's the uh thing here. They're they're getting popular here, but the more they get popular here, the more you see in news that uh kids get shot because they're pulling their airsoft guns out with no orange tips.
0: Yeah, well, which is just stupid cuz I mean, you know, they're toys, but they're not. I mean, it's pretty, it's kind of it's not regulated here. I mean, they do have some laws, so there's certain power levels that you can't like you can't have one if you're under 10. Period. And then there's a low power level that you can have between ages 10 and 18 and then normal power 18 and up. Uh, but it's not like you can just walk around town with these, you know, BB guns. There's, you, you go out into like, you know, the mountains and there's like basically game fields and stuff that you go out for a day of what they call survival game. Um, I think there was, there was an anime about it uh, called Sabagay or something like that um, that came out a couple of years ago that, uh. Which was absolutely not realistic because you don't go around shooting people at school with your BB guns. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and uh, so I go out once a month with this team here in Nara. And uh, we run around in the in the mountains all day uh, playing basically capture the flag games. Every once in a while there's like a full-on deathmatch. But it's basically team capture the flag uh, with... You know, we all have radios, and you know, I I run basically a uh, an M4 uh, with a, a Glock sidearm, and people run the gamut from you know Mosin Nagants to uh, you know saw two forty nines to Uzis, everything. It's it's a pretty good time.
1: Do you does uh, it as uh, obvious as like a paintball games where you know when you've been hit.
0: No, it's all honor system, which uh-huh. works in Japan. Uh, you know, very few times do you hit somebody and they don't say, yep, I've been hit. Uh, and it's only if you're wearing like um, like body armor, basically, could you not feel it? Um, because, you know, they're still BBs and they're still f- moving at a pretty good clip. Uh, so you definitely feel it. I mean, I wear, I wear BDUs usually with another layer underneath it, and I still end up with welts at the end of the day.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, getting hit. when I owned a BB gun, I owned several, um, but my first one was one of the uh, the ro the rosy reds or whatever it was. It's this mm-hmm. old pump action, and it was just a single pump. And I remember back in the day, I was uh, shooting some, um, shooting some was because that's always a fun idea. That's my uh, red. Right. I, I missed and I shot through the plexiglass in our shed. So I was like, "Huh. <laughs> well, I guess that's pretty strong."
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, and you know, we all wear full face masks um because you get hit in the face or it, it would easily take an eye out. Um at the you know, some fields allow only goggles, uh, but a lot of fields require full face. Uh and I have like a, a mask and goggles that I wear together. I don't have a single piece. Um, and I've gotten hit a couple times in the tiny little gap between goggles and mask Ouch. or right above my goggles Ow. between my goggles and my hat. <laughs> um, in fact, last weekend I was out at a field and I got hit. Like literally the, the the gap is only the size of a BB, but I got hit right on the bridge of my nose in that gap and it tore my nose up and Ooh. I was bleeding everywhere. Ouch. Because <laughs> the skin's so thin right there on top of that cartilage, you know? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> And I was like, ah, that hurt. And and someone's like, oh, you're bleeding. And I was like, oh, yep, sure I am.
1: (laughs) It's like, everyone call off the game. He's been
0: hurt. (laughs) No, it's fine. I went back, put a Band-Aid on in the safety area. but uh, Because, you know, I was dead anyway since I got hit in the face. (laughs) But so that's what I've been doing for fun. Um, And then as opposed uh, in other kind of more serious news, since our oldest child is starting to uh, is getting close to elementary school age, uh, we decided... Uh, my wife and I that we didn't want to do either the public education system here or the private international school style. Mm. Um, the the former because well uh, we didn't want a little robot uh, and we wanted someone who could still speak English. Uh, the the latter because international schools are ridiculously expensive in America or er, in Japan. So we've decided to move uh, stateside. Oh, um, so we're in the process of doing that. Currently, we're having a house built, and then we'll be moving over this summer. Actually, have any uh, ideals of locale? Well, yeah, we're uh, we're moving to the Pacific Northwest. Oh, okay. So somewhere in the Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana area. Cool, Um, nice and
1: and nice and uh, stormy over there.
0: Yeah, it's apparently been a pretty good winter. It slowed the construction down of our house, uh, that's for sure. And we're not in one of the big cities. so. That. It's
2: been a crazy winter
0: here. Where are you located at, Yo?
2: Uh I'm in uh, New Hampshire.
0: New Hampshire, okay, yeah. You guys have gotten some good storms too, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah we have.
1: I actually got pelted with one little last thing uh, yesterday.
0: Nice. Yeah, so the house should be finished up around start of June-ish, and then we'll be moving over. This summer so that's uh that's pretty big and exciting you know I'll have been in Japan for almost exactly uh um, nine years mm-hmm. basically um, and it's it's been a lot of fun it's been a great run and then you know my job still lets me work remotely uh, so I'll be working from you know my home at the st- in the states so we'll still be able to travel to uh, Japan whenever we want for you know extended periods of time which we plan on doing which is good.
1: How, how does that work uh, for like citizenship for like you? For Because I know you were here, then you went there and you got your citizenship and now you're back here again.
0: Uh, so, no, I never naturalized. Oh, in Japan. okay. What I did was I got permanent residency, um, which is the equivalent of a green card. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, originally I came over and then I got a work visa and then. Once I got married, that got switched to a spouse visa, which uh, then I didn't have to have a job to get renewed. Mm. Um, and after I had been in the country as a resident legally for five years and been married for three, then I was eligible to apply for permanent residency. So that's what I did and got my green card, which protected me in the case where my wife and I either got divorced or she you know, was killed or something like that, and then I wouldn't get deported at that point. Um, uh, so obviously... We're now doing the same process for her for the the U.S.
2: Um, uh, it's pretty crazy over here right now. It,
0: yeah, it's a bit more work. Uh, I mean, it would have been even before President Trump, but uh, <laughs> it's. I mean, it was always a nine to twelve month process to get a yep. green card, even for spouses, um, even before <laughs> the latest election and you know immigration issues. So you know, we've uh, we I, I submitted her paperwork last June, basically. Uh, and it finally, we the, the first step was cleared in, like, November, and now I sent them all my paperwork for the second step right away, and it was supposed to take six weeks, and after six weeks, I called them, and they're like, oh, yeah, we haven't even started looking at it yet. Sorry about that. The, the holidays were kind of busy. <laughs> and so now uh, now they're looking at it, hopefully, and then we'll be able to get our embassy interview and stuff, hopefully, in the next month or two, because, you know, we kind of want to move in June. <laughs> but once we get uh once we clear the the national visa center stage then all we have to do is do the interview which should not be an issue um so yeah that's uh it's been fun i'm like okay looking at my watch looking at my watch come on (laughs) oh look at my wrist it's time to go
1: at least from what i've seen in the news president trump has uh had some f- business-friendly relations with Japan?
0: Well, and, you know, I've had some people say, has this affected your guys' process at all? And really, it hasn't, because, you know, what his executive order did was cut shut down the refugee program, of which my wife is not a refugee. Right. And, you know, she's also not from one of the seven countries identified by the Obama administration as being, you know, hotbeds of terrorism. Right. Mm. So... That's good. Um, so Japan hasn't been affected at all, and it shouldn't affect her uh, um, process. Although, whatever, who knows what his next executive order will say. It might just be like, what? I can't target seven countries? All right, I'll just shut it all down, and then we're screwed.
1: Yeah, we'll yeah. become a xenophobic nation. Right. America, the xenophobic nation, that'd be...
2: We're already xenophobic. Who are you kidding?
0: Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I okay. think we still... It, it's not like... We, We've, well, I mean, you got to look at our history. We've had problems with every wave of immigration, so it's not like this is a new thing for America. No, not at all. I mean, you know, both sides of my family, when they came over, they were, uh, you know, nobody wanted the Irish or the Scottish when they first showed up, and, you know, then nobody wanted the Italians, and then nobody wanted the Norwegians either, which is why they all went to the Midwest.
2: Mm.
1: Going through our stages. Yeah. I mean, uh, realistically speaking, America's one of the youngest uh, nations.
0: Yeah, and we're about due for something, right? yeah, One oh, yeah, of those definitely. big revolts,
1: yeah. Hopefully it's not bloody this time.
0: Yeah, well, and hopefully, uh, you know, we can get settled before that happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just don't have, like, a civil war before we get settled, please. <laughs> or at least do it now, but of course then, you know, I'll have all this debt for a new house and not be able to enjoy it, which would suck.
1: i have to talk to uh, Captain America about that one. Right. Um...
0: <laughs> So anyway, so that's what's uh what's been going on with my life a lot of changes um and uh yeah, some exciting stuff coming up
1: so uh just one last question where did you uh get um in uh, kendo? I know you would like talk about your different ranks that you would reach what was the last rank you wrote, wrote yeah reached?
0: so uh the 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 last actual rank I took was my second level Don um which um it's tough to equ- equivalent uh, equivalent uh, to give an equivalent rank for any other martial arts. So it's not like karate where you know you you work up through all these belts to a black belt. Uh, with kendo, you basically you have to reach a certain level at at which point you can finally take your first level don. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's t- technically ten Dawn levels, but really only anybody ever only goes to eight. Uh, and the the absolute youngest you could test for your 8th level Dawn, if I remember correctly, if you had started as a kid, is like age 45. Whoa. Wow. Because between every Dawn level, you then have to wait the next Dawn level number of years before you can take that test. So after my first Dawn, I had to wait one year before I could take my second Dawn. After my second Dawn, I had to wait two years before I could take third. So I'm technically eligible to test for my third But since I haven't been practicing, there's no way I would pass the test. Um, So I haven't bothered trying. Uh, So, yes, second level Dawn. Which, you know, is... Had I started as a kid, uh, I could have reached by age 19 or 20, I think. Uh, So... That's another problem, too, is that whenever I go to take any of these tests, it's, you know, a 38-year-old versus a bunch of 19-year-olds, <laughs> which is also why I don't do tournaments anymore, because it's crazy. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to be against a college student. I can totally win on quickness.
1: Because <laughs> uh, uh, I've been watching Three Gatsuno no Lion, and they talk a lot about rankings there, and, um, and the, I always thought back, like, oh, this sounds a lot like Ichigo and his in the rankings he had to go through.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I do miss practicing kendo, and I you know don't realistically see myself being able to continue it when I move back stateside, just because out in the country there isn't a whole lot of kendo programs. Um, but uh, it's something that I always think maybe at some point I'll be able to get back to, because it was a lot of fun. Uh, tough, but a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I, I have no idea what the, uh, the kendo uh, spotlight is like in America.
0: Well, I mean, there is an American Kendo Foundation, and that's where I started Kendo was in Colorado, uh, because Denver actually had a decent scene, um, I scene, if you will call it, I guess, because Denver has a large population of Japanese Americans. Um, but once you get out of the big cities, there isn't a whole lot.
2: Hmm. Yeah, we you know. have, like, nothing around here. We have one, uh, I know, one dojo in um, right near where I live and that's like it
0: yeah yeah so if you're lucky you have one place like colorado i think had three in the denver area which was amazing (laughs) like wow there's three holy cow um but you know where in japan they're everywhere well relatively everywhere there's like two or three or four in nara alone so
1: cool very cool All right, uh, I guess I'll uh, go up next, Um, just uh, give a little rundown. Uh, Since last week, um, since our listeners have been following along, I'm sure they know my life story already. I got started uh, back in 2011. I've been listening longer than that, but in 2011 I became the, uh, I guess you could call it the forefather of the discussion thread. Or at least I restarted it. Because mm-hmm. I think it existed beforehand, but um, Ichigo and TC never really uh, brought it to life. It went for a long span. It wasn't used. And then I came up and I was like, hey, I'll, can, I, could, can I do this, Mr. Ichigo, sir? <laughs> he was
0: like, yes, you can. Just Please, somebody do something.
1: Threw me Mjolnir at me. I picked it up and I was like, I have the power. And uh, then I started slowly becoming more and more involved with the show, and uh, I eventually became a, uh, I like to refer to as the third wheel uh, on the show for a while. I took my lumps, and um, uh, Ichigo slowly started to uh, fade himself out, and I started to co-host with TC, who then slowly started to fade away, in a different manner of speaking, uh, luckily he's still around. That's good. Yeah. And, uh, then I became the host and went through a whole process of trying to find people to pick up the mantle of co host And eventually I, uh, found Rio.
2: Yay. So,
1: and ever since then she's just stuck and I mean, she's become a, uh, like second nature to the podcast. I mean, she's got her own podcast she does with, uh, one of the previous, um, applicant applicantees to the uh to the co host position for anime pulse. Oh that's cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we uh run uh a hentai show. So oh.
1: Yeah she has the After Dark podcast.
0: Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant like a non uh anime Pulse affiliated one. Oh no. no. Yeah I've seen the After Dark shows come through on the feed so
1: Yeah they're they're a good fun li- bit to listen to. It's always Always nice to see a female perspective on the uh, the dojins of Japan, and right. <laughs> all around.
0: Yep. very cool.
1: Uh, uh, but uh, more recently, I went and saw Lego Batman, which How is uh, that? a seven out of ten. <laughs> it definitely is for someone who either likes comic books, uh, likes DC characters, likes Batman, is a child, or is. An adult who has children that they're bringing to see Lego Batman.
0: Right. I never saw the Lego movie, although, uh, crazily enough, everything I've seen about it says it's amazing, which it seems strikes me as odd.
1: Yeah, same here. I've never actually seen it. I've never, I've not actually ever really been into those uh, Lego movies, just because they look very kiddish, but I guess. They're Legos. The Lego, yeah, the Lego people understand that. The children who show up there are more likely going to have parents with them. So they throw in some good adult humor. So there were some parts to Lego Batman that made me laugh. I'll say that. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, interesting.
1: Yep. And uh, but uh, other than that, we got hammered with a little bit of snow last night. It was like the last thing we got. And it was just it was like leg effect snow times a dozen. And it only lasted an hour, but it was ridiculous. I was at the gym working out. I came out and my car had this cartoonish look where all the snow was piled on one side. And the other side was fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, not really too much else that has been uh, going on with me. I've finally gotten over my sickness. No more Yay. cold. Yeah, No more Detective Red. Hmm. At, uh, yeah. Uh, will about do it for me
2: All right. well I guess my history with Anime Pulse started when I was in high school Um, I started listening when uh, TC and Ichigo were still like the core of Anime Pulse and I remember Red when you joined and I was like who the hell is this guy
0: (laughs) (laughs) get him out of here (laughs) funnily enough that's the reaction we got anytime we brought in a new host
2: yep um I kept it to myself, but <laughs> uh and that it, it was uh shortly after I think Red joined that I actually started taking part in the uh discussion thread.
1: Yeah, I remember think. seeing Rio Way show up in there.
2: Yep. I was your redis- resident uh Helsing obsessed girl.
1: Mm.
2: And um Yeah, when Ichigo disappeared, and it was just TC in red, and then uh, TC disappeared, um, you sent out the message of, like, I need somebody new! And I was just like, that could be
1: me. (laughs) And so it was.
2: And so it was. I remember I got the email, it was, like, early summer, um... And y- you were just like, feel free to bask in the glory that you are now a host of Anime Pulse. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, thank you, Lord Rad.
1: <laughs> it, may, it may have been a, a little touch, a little touch exasperating there. But, uh... <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so and then since then, I, uh, Blonde and I started um, After Dark, which is always a lot of fun. But uh, Blonde had her uh, second kid, and so she's uh, been a little bit busy, just just a little bit, and we haven't had a chance to record in a while, but I still have two episodes that I need to finish editing and then get up, which I intend to do during spring break, because I'm still a college student, and I have so much to do tonight. Um, (laughs) uh, In the past week, I've been doing a lot of writing, so... um. Ichigo, you now have two writers in charge of anime pulse. Uh-huh.
0: I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> oh, at least they're uh, very like the
1: imaginative. Worst
2: <laughs> um
0: I'm just glad somebody's in charge of Anime Pulse.
2: Yeah. Uh so I'm like writing two pieces at once when I only need to be writing one because I hate myself. Um I'm writing a more traditional story called Glitch, which is, like, cyberpunk. Um, and then I'm writing a, uh, more philosophical piece called, uh, Ego Side, which is about, like, the idea of killing off your consciousness and what that means to a human body. And, like, you know, killing yourself without killing yourself. Ooh, deep. Yes. Um... Other than that, I've been playing D&D with my friends. Uh, I almost died last night because I'm a half-vampire and forgot that I'm a half-vampire. And was just, and the magical. Just out or- into the daylight. No, the the magical oracle that we were meeting with because I got burned in a winery incident. We went into a winery. We were trying to kill some dire rats, and everything got set on fire, and so I was burning. And I was just like, "Can I be a little less crispy?" And she was like, "Yeah, sure. Divine light works on you, right?" And I'm like, "Yes. Wait, no." And I got hit with a beam of divine light, and it killed. It almost killed me.
1: That's the part where the dungeon master comes down and is like, alright, let's try to find a way to save you. Uh yep. Divine Light. Uh looks like you'll have one health point left.
2: I was uh a negative four. Ugh. Um so, and then it was a struggle to figure out like who had something that could heal me and that type of thing. And uh but I no I
1: one re- had lay on hands?
2: I no, I recovered, <laughs> but barely. And I don't even know,
0: like, how a half-vampire works. Like, is it you have to drink blood, but you think it's disgusting?
2: Um, I can drink blood if I want. I don't need to survive, though. I still have the urge to drink it, though. And I don't get uh, along well with humans. I get along better with, like, half-orcs and, and other half-vampires... And so my best friend is a half-orc, and we are called Tall and Small because my character is a little over four feet tall, and this half-orc is, like, over six feet tall.
0: That just seems weird. I mean, you know, like, half-orc, orc -orc is a race, but vampire is a disease. Like, how can you be (laughs) half-diseased?
2: Because your, um, father is a full vampire, and your mother was a human.
0: Ah, interesting. Okay. yeah.
2: So... That was that's been uh, kind of my week, and tonight we are going to get mac and cheese, and I am so excited I get to like not eat cafeteria food or ramen,
0: ah uh, the days of being a college student when mac and cheese was gourmet, yep All righty then uh well, I guess we could uh
1: we at, have an uh, e-mail. an email for our our special guest here.
0: Ooh. Yes. Emails.
2: Yes. Most uh, people don't
0: remember that I even have an email address anymore.
2: Well, I'm pro- I'm probably pretty sure that I, they think that you probably won't answer if they email you.
0: Ah, yeah, that's probably that's probably what they think.
2: Um, so yeah, it's from Yotaro Vegeta if you remember them.
0: I do. I do remember him.
2: Um, How do you say "emo Eskimo" in Japanese?
0: <laughs> okay, um, uh, neither of those are vocabulary words I've ever had to use in Japanese. Um, oh, okay, hold on. I'm gonna actually have to look up Eskimo. <laughs> Damn it! See, you guys should have given me some some like heads up on what this was gonna be.
1: Uh, it's like buzzword got to got to be ready on the snap
0: um yeah so i don't think eskimo actually cuz uh, cuz it's kind of
2: maybe translated as uh, depressed, a depressed cold person
0: <laughs> yeah cuz i mean i think eskimo technically it doesn't even have a translation i think they'd probably just put it in katakana and say eskimo or something like that um, but, uh, yeah, and, and same with emo, but, you know, I could obviously do different types of, they have plenty of words for sad. This is Japan and we're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for Eskimo, right. you could
1: uh, do something like a snow person.
0: Yeah, well, they do have snowman, but that's not quite the same. Mm. Um, but I, you know, I could say, yeah, like Yuki no Hito or. Um let's see what what would be the um yeah maybe Yukinohito hito Yuki no hito so the setsunai Yukinohito, hito maybe it's it, setsunai is kind of a an uh, a lonely sad so maybe that's kind of close to emo so setsunai do you setsunai ever, oh, no do you nah, you ever that's fine. like
2: uh, have trouble like going back and forth between English and Japanese these days.
0: Um, so the majority of problems I have is I tend I forget a lot of the small um, kind of space filling words in English. Mm-hmm. So whenever I go back to the states and I'm at work and I'm having a conversation, I end up saying like eto <laughs> instead <laughs> of "um." <laughs> And for like the first week, I'm back all the time. Um, That's about it. Uh, I do find that my vocabulary, my English vocabulary, is not as broad as it used to be, just because I'm not using it as much. Uh, So there's a lot of words where I'm like, oh, you know, I know a better word for this, but I can't remember what it is, so I'm just going to use smaller words, because that's cool. Um, And that's... That's kind of about it. So I I would say my English suffers because it's not being used all the time. But I'm sure when we move back stateside, my Japanese will do the same. Um, Luckily, my wife is also fluent in both languages, and so actually, right now we're doing one week English, one week Japanese between the two of us.
1: Oh, cool! To get uh, like your your kids per are used to it as well.
0: Well, so because we're trying to raise our children bilingual, actually, um, my wife only speaks Japanese to the kids and she only accepts Japanese from them. If they speak to her in English, she ignores them. And I do the same just with English. So I don't speak any Japanese to my kids and I don't let them speak Japanese to me. Um, And then between the two of us, between my wife and I, we speak whatever language we feel like. Um, And, you know, it took a little bit for the kids to kind of figure that out. But now they switch back and forth pretty seamlessly.
1: Uh, I wish I had that growing up. That would have been really cool.
0: Yeah, and obviously right now they're a little bit better in Japanese because, you know, once they leave the house, you know, everything's in Japanese. Exactly. Um, And I'm sure they'll become better in English when we move. Um, And so then it'll be more of a uh, fight to make sure they stay fluent with Japanese. Um, So... But so far, it seems we're working well, and we actually got the idea from a friend of mine that I went to high school with, who married a Dutch man, um, and then they lived in Germany for a while. And so she would speak English to the kids, he would speak Dutch, um, and then they lived in Germany, so the kids grew up trilingual. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So the and and so I was like, that's a good idea. And the the toughest part is just being consistent about it, right? Because it's really easy when you're tired and stressed out to just, if you know, figure out, hey, if it's communication, it works, but no, we have to be really strict about it because once kids realize that they can get away with it, they'll never stop. Right. Uh, so a lot of times, you know, if my son or daughter says something to me in Japanese, I'll just, I'll either just flat out ignore them, like pretend they didn't say anything, or if they can't quite figure it out, I'll I'll be like I'll. I'll Ask them what I think they're trying to ask in English, and say, "Is that what you're trying to say?" And and if they say yes, then I say, "Well, then that's what you need to say." And then I make them repeat it to me in English, and then I'll answer them. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. Although w- where my son gets really confused is because I, you know, he t- he tries to a- tell me to read something to him in Japanese, and I'm like, I don't read that. <laughs> and then he'll see me reading something in Japanese. And I'll be like, Wait a minute, can you read that? I'm like, No. <laughs> Um, so that's, that's interesting because I'll be like, and he'll be like, read me this story. And I'm like, no, that's a Japanese story. I only read you English stories. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, it definitely gets a little bit more difficult, you know, as they get older to stay consistent with it. But so far we're, uh, we're managing it. But like I said, we're switching back and forth now between my wife and I, uh, week to week because she wants to get more comfortable you know, with English conversation, just because she doesn't get a whole lot of practice at it, you know, living in Japan um, before we move, so that she doesn't feel as anxious about it. Very cool.
2: Uh, next question: yeah. Do you have a social media presence?
0: I do not. I hate social media. You're here. here. <laughs> um, I I I have a Facebook account because uh, one time my sister went to Antarctica and. I didn't find out until she got home, and she said, well, I posted it on Facebook, and so then I I opened a Facebook account, and my, my profile image is a gray square, and I have ne- and I have no posts or no information, and my birth date is wrong on it and everything else, L- literally so I can just lurk on my family's feeds. Um, <laughs> uh, that's,
1: and, that's the gray square. That's our son.
0: Yeah, um, exactly, pretty much. Uh, and, you know, you can private message me and I will respond, but I'm never, I'm not going to comment on any of your posts. And if you try to tag me, I'm going to untag myself. And <laughs> that's basically how I roll. Um, and then, uh, you know, I had a Twitter account when I was Ichigo. Well, when I was Ichigo, when I was active on the show. Uh, Wait a second, I, are you
1: telling me you're not Ichigo? Imposter
0: Who are you? <laughs> Um, And then I just then I deleted that about a year ago because I realized it was still active, um, even though I never logged in. Um, But, yeah, I I just I don't like social networking. And I think it I think it I would rather not have as many interactions with my friends than have meaningless ones on social networking.
1: That's exactly what I feel.
0: You know, I figure if somebody wants to talk to me, they can email me or give me a call. And if I want to talk to somebody, I will email them or give them a call. And if I don't care enough about somebody to make that effort to contact them, then they're not really my friends, I guess, (laughs) and vice versa.
2: That's fair.
1: Yep.
0: Um, Plus, you know, it just feeds into all the research that they've done that shows that, hmm, you know, social networking is, is very easily an addiction because of how it affects the neurotransmitters in your brain. And it makes you less patient and more easily influenced by whether you know, people are retweeting you or sharing your comments or whatnot. And when you start getting depressed, you can just get on that and do that. And it makes you feel better and then becomes a dependency. That Um, is
2: so true, considering how much time I spend on like frickin Twitter. It's so bad. I just spend so much time memeing on there.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. And I mean, there's nothing I, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with social networking, but I don't like the way it makes my interactions with people less meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um so I choose not to do it for myself. But I'm not gonna tell anybody else that they shouldn't do it.
1: As my father would say, everything in moderation.
0: Exactly. Yes. I you know, I would rather, you know, once every couple of months have a nice long, meaningful conversation with a good friend than, you know, a bunch of, you know, one sentence, you know, tweets back and forth or Facebook messages and not really get anything of value. So,
2: so. Number four,
0: yeah.
2: uh, since the time Bato rode into the sunset, have you kept in touch with him?
0: Uh, Well, so not per se, although I did see him a couple of years ago when I was in Colorado. He happened to be in Colorado at the same time, and we got a beer together and caught up. Um, And he seems to be doing well, but I wouldn't say we keep in contact.
1: Yeah, if you uh, probably want to hear about Bato, you're more likely to find more
0: about him by asking Weltol. Exactly. You know. Because they're brothers. Exactly. And
2: even Welltall's just like, I don't fucking know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Bato was always a very private person, which is why I was the front man for the show. And I respect that. And, uh, you know, that's his deal. Of course.
2: Um. And the last one is, what anime have you been rec- recommended or have heard a lot about recently?
0: Um. Well, so not a series, but the one that uh, obviously has been making all kinds of news here in Japan recently um, and that I want to see with my wife once I can find a good <laughs> good rip, up, rip of it since we don't get to see movies with three kids anymore um, is Kimi no Nawa.
2: Oh, yeah, your name?
0: Apparently. Yeah, exactly, your name. Uh, so apparently, like, that has boomed huge in Japan, like like mainstream media. like It's been all they were talking about for like a month or something. It was c- crazy. Um, so... We were like, yeah, we should check that out, and I mean, it looked like a good movie. So, Um, but we haven't seen it yet. We want to, (laughs) but that's about it. I haven't watched hardly any anime um, in the last year or so. Ever since our third child was born, just haven't had any time, whatever, whatsoever.
1: Yeah, as opposed to us, which uh, Rio and I have been watching anime. Although it's been getting harder. This last season was not great for finding um, anime
0: yeah i think the last two anime i watched like two or three that i watched to completion were ones that i was had started before i retired from the show um was uh, silver spoon um baby steps and polar bears cafe i think are the last three that i actually finished
2: polar bear cafe is so good
0: yeah i love that show it's actually so i i do i use line for my instant messaging on my smartphone and that's like the only sticker pack i bought i bought was the uh, polar bear cafe one
2: well that does it for the email all
0: right right. thank you for the questions yotaro vegeta
1: uh yotaro Vegeta actually also sent me a uh, question he had a a link to a YouTube video, which was the top ten anime ladies that will probably kill you. Oh, um, I, didn't, it, I
2: didn't. I didn't. I like. I got this, but I didn't watch it.
1: Yeah, I, I went through it. Um, basically, they weren't yonder days. The it was one of those watch Mojang um, videos, uh, which they do a lot of top this and top that, and uh, they avoided yonder days because they were specifically looking at girls who would just kill you, but weren't really into more like the the daddy part of it. just They were more of just like Kill Kill, like a Lust from Full Metal Alchemist.
0: Oh, okay. Like ones that will just literally kill you because they're evil.
1: Right. Like um, the female who could change into a Titan from Attack on Titan. Um, oh, Annie? Right, uh, Yeah, the girl with blonde hair. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he actually asked me, have I been into any of these ladies? Um, not per se. I mean, Roberta was in there from Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. So like I mean, there a lot of those girls are beautiful, but I will say, Yotaro Vegeta, you did get me interested in one of the girls from. Um, uh, it was from a new anime that came out this spring. Re Re something. Uh, what was it? Let me quickly pop this open here, and re, I will
0: re your brains.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. W-
2: was it a re life or?
1: uh maybe it was re0 something like Re, that yeah re0 so it was re0 and there was this girl who um that they had introduced in it who is very beautiful and she reminded me a bit like risa from um from Tokyo Ghoul mhm where she enjoyed impaling the main antagonist a lot, and because he can't die and keeps being reincarnated, well, she gets to impale him and disembowel him a lot.
0: Ah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing like murder with no, you know, none of that you know, trauma involved.
1: Yeah, they had Lucy in there, they had the girls from Higurashi, um, they had the crazy chick from Danganronpa. Oh, yeah. And they had the blue-haired girl from Haruhi Suzumiya, the one who stabs Kyon in the beginning. Oh yeah, uh, yes, yeah. So I will say I have not been in and in, really into any of those ladies or Tadu, but you did get me interested in one of the animes just because um, it had a bunch of pretty girls. C- looks kind of haremish, which As Ichigo knows and Rio know. I love my harems.
0: Yes, you do. <laughs> I've never heard you say anything about that. <laughs>
1: and uh and uh i will potentially give it a watch all right and of course we have a uh one more thing here from our other resident sleeper ex co-host ex host uh tc
2: yay yay tc we i've miss actually
1: you. been keeping in touch with tc uh for quite a while um Basically, at one point, I went through getting really sick at one point, um, which uh, it it faded, and that's back when I was still um, working for the state, because I worked for the uh, Office of State Comptroller for Albany for a while, New York State, And, uh, and so ever since then, we've kept in touch, texting, that kind of stuff. And uh, he sent me a letter, basically, he wanted me to read to everyone here. Uh, and it goes as follows. Hello, loyal listeners of Anime Pulse. This is Time Chaser, wishing I could be their invoice for the 500th episode. But I hope this message will make up for my absence. I'm glad to hear that the show is still chugging along and it's made it to this landmark moment. So we should all give a huge thanks to Red and Rio for keeping the show alive. I did not add that part in. (laughs) (laughs) Life hasn't been easy for me. I had to take my last bow and give up my co-hosting duties. There's been an endless revolving door of hospital stays, and 2016 was especially difficult. Dealing with a slowly progressing issue of fluid retention and bad swelling. Not just in my legs, but in my whole abdomen. At my worst, I looked like a teapot. I was waiting for the moment I would start singing like Angela Lansbury. (laughs) After a prolonged stay in the hospital, from Thanksgiving to a week before Christmas, and with the right medications and some timely advice from my brother-in-law, props to Jason, I was able to shed... The vast majority of the water, 22 pounds in total. I'm not up to 100% but I'm doing much better and working on getting back into shape. Waifu has also been busy working hard at Target and going to school, as well as learning how to drive and getting her license. We're now the proud owners of a slightly used Mazda 3 that she has named Nimbus. Anyway, I hope everyone out there is doing well in their own lives Hopefully one day I'll feel well enough to make an appearance on the show. But until then, you know it's coming. Keep watching, keep listening, and keep the anime love strong.
0: Oh, that's good to hear that he's hopefully on the uphill slope. Yeah. Or downhill slope. I don't know. Climbing up from the pit. Yes.
1: (laughs) I remember once when I, I gave him a phone call. Um, I thought I had gotten the wrong number. Or I thought he'd changed his number because I called and a guy picks up me. And he's like, hello. And I was like, TC. And he's like, I think you have the wrong person. I was like, it, it's red. He's like, no, nope, you have the wrong person. I hung up and then I get a phone call right back from him. He's like, uh, did you say anime pulse? And I was like, yes, sorry. Oh, is that you red? I I'm so sick. I can't hear properly. <laughs> I was like, Oh man, that's gotta be bad. If you can't even hear what I'm saying. Wow. You yeah, know.
2: in the beginning when I was starting to get sick uh with the curse of the co-host as we called it, um <laughs> with the seizures I was having, he and I had a few emails back and forth and I was just like, "I'm currently in the hospital." And he's just like, "Me too."
1: Hospital buddies. Yeah.
0: Wow, that sucks.
1: Yeah. So that is our letter from TC It was great
0: to hear that. Yeah, Yeah, it
1: was. It's good to know that he is on the Up and Up. That's actually the first time I've been able to read it because he sent the email just before the show started.
0: Oh, okay, great. Yep. Just in time. I think
1: we've gone through all of our... Uh, News and talked about everything. Like I said, we weren't going to do a regular show, no reviews or previews, obviously, since Ichigo hasn't even had time to watch anime with his three kids.
0: No, sorry, guys.
1: (laughs) One of these days, I will get to watch anime again. It'll be glorious. He'll get back to it and be like, wow, anime sure hasn't changed much. (laughs) Still reusing the same old tropes.
0: Yeah, it'll be like I never stepped away.
2: Mm. Yeah, pretty
1: much. Well, I think that uh, will about do it for our episode 500, a bit of a shorter show, um, which uh, anyone who would be on the forums, if anyone was on the forums, uh, would complain about, I'm sure, but uh, I think it's, I think they would find it
0: worthwhile since they got to hear Oh, I'll get people
2: complaining at me on Twitter, it's fine.
0: There you go. You can take that front.
2: Yep, I always hashtag,
0: do. Hashtag bully Rio. No. <laughs> hashtag not my co-host. Ow. All right. Well,
1: uh, I think uh, if you would like to do the honors, you go and uh, and say the famous magic words for ending. I would up. be.
0: I would be honored, and thank you for again for having me on for uh, episode 500. And it's been great to to talk to you guys all again and. Until next week, keep watching, keep listening, and keep the anime love strong.